you're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton studio in various historic Colorado and Arizona beer districts. This is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest running monthly hiking podcast on the planet, and it's been downloaded over 1 million times all over the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on all your favorite applications and at thetrailshow.com. We welcome you all tonight to our Jack Frost Jubilee. We've got two special guests this evening and a lot of beer to drink. So Triple O, let's get right to it. What's on the itinerary for this evening? Well, uh, to set the table, since I've inherited this job, POD is missing person. Hopefully we'll be hearing an update from her later. We have beer of the month. We've got trail news, which, you know, very, very interesting stories there. We have trail of the month, which I won't spoil the trail name because I'm afraid I can't pronounce it. We've got audio clips. We've got trip reports. We've got a wild card segment that you don't want to miss. Very special, super secret. Might have a story having to do with accidents in a car. On the inside the car, not outside. On the 405. Uh, Only old trail show listeners will understand that reference. Um, We have trail tips and mailbags and donors and ask a hiker as well and we have some hotline calls we oh, have so many hotline we have calls. a lot right we have a backlog of like hundreds <laughs> we, hundreds we have a few a few sets of from lonely callers who called repeatedly we have some one-off calls from people it's, it's going to be a smorgasbord of calls you know maybe we'll start the show with some calls but before we do that we must talk about mike de lorenzo's beer of the month so Dilo. If you don't mind, take it away. Yeah, that's great. I'd love to talk about the beer of the month that I have none of in front of me. I don't have that in front of me. You're holding up a great fruit yanker. And I've had that before. From from Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Line. I knew it was Eddie. I didn't know who Eddie Eddie Line. That's a kayaking term. Yeah, it is a a kayaking term. It's from (laughs) Buena How dare you? It's from Buena Vista. It's a, it's a local beer. They only sell 16-ounce cans. They're all pretty qu- quaffable. Uh, let's see here. The Crank Yanker IPA is, uh, let's hold it steady there on the screen, made with grapefruit and mango. So it sounds extra fruity. Yeah. And what's the ABV on that? Can you hold the ABV up so that it can read it across the internet? Because yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't have any of those in front you, of me because nobody bought me any at the beer. Are you the able month. to taste Again. it across the internet? No. Can you taste no. it? It doesn't uh-huh. work that way. No, you know, this whole Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month thing is a sham. It's a sham. <laughs> it's it's not even my beer. It's rigged, man. It's, it's rigged against me, Mike DiLorenzo. It's named after me and it's rigged against me. It's, it's rigged. just a sham, man. I mean, you're kind of a sham, so. Oh, oh, oh the missing person's on. back. The missing person's back. 
So what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I am drinking a Deschutes Jubilee because they were on sale um, at the local grocery store here this Mm. morning. And uh, I love winter ales. I'm a big fan of winter ales. And I'm still searching for the perfect winter ale. I just haven't found it. They're all not spicy enough and a little too heavy on the malts. Everything that I've tried. um, The only seasonal ale that I like, which is no longer available. I mean, I like them all, but the only seasonal that I'm a big fan of is the Upslope Spruce Tip IPA. That's just one of my favorites because the IPA just kind of keeps it from getting too overly malty and too heavy. And and there's enough spruce in there to just make it crisp on the tongue and flavorful and Crispy. spicy. Yeah, but this this is all right. This is the Jubilee from Deschutes Brewery coming in at a mediocre 6.7 ABV with 65 IBUs. So it's not, you know, drowning in a sea of malt, but it's it's malty. But it's good. I just wish it had a little more spice. Dilo, the restaurant yeah. I worked at 14 years ago in Crested Butte had Jubilee on tap. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not have overdone it with the Jubilee <laughs> during that point in my life. And I no you longer probably did. Jubilee. did didn't you moonlight in a bear suit at that point in your life? Yep, that was yeah. that was the age and stage, my friend. Yeah, yeah, you worked as a bear. And now yeah. I'm just a hack podcaster. Correct. And awesome. hanging out at hanging out at co-working spaces. H- hanging out in phone booths. Yeah. Yeah. Triple, what are you drinking? Uh, I mean Oh, don't say it, man. <laughs> oh, I was drinking a smoothie. Oh, it's so disappointing, Dilo, <laughs> when he does this to us. It's so disappointing. And, and it's like every other time he does this to us. Dio D, what about you? Coffee. Coffee? With, you mean with like with Baileys in it or something? No, there was no Baileys here. But I think you brought some beers for me in the fridge. So. Oh. This is very disappointing. Well, I'll tell you what. You let's trade places next time on the trail show night. You go teach at school all day. How about you just bring your headset and show up on time? (laughs) You know what? I remember one time where Disco forgot to bring the soundboard. Uh, I don't remember that. I was very accommodating and kind, Hmm. which I feel like is being reflected back to me, obviously. You usually is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, let's get into uh, trail news. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Okay, so there's a new documentary out called Breaking Trail, and it's about Emily Ford. And she is a hiker that we had covered before on this podcast. Uh, She did the She's the first uh, woman and person of color to through hike the 1200 mile ice age trail in the winter. So I don't know if you recall several moons ago, we, we talked about her on trail news and she did it with this really cute um, mushing dog. And anyway, it's a 30 minute documentary. It premiered at Banff in November and I have not yet watched it, but I would propose that we all watch it and maybe talk about it on the next show. Oh, I like That's that. Great idea. I think it'd be fun. I yeah. also, I think I mentioned when we talked about her last, but um, if you go to the Out and Back podcast, episode number oh, yeah. 33, episode number 33, they interviewed her and it was, it's a fantastic interview. If you want to 
get an idea of what hiking the Ice Age Trail in the winter is like, that's a good episode to check out. I bet it's yeah, cool. I to that one too. It's good. Yeah, you could also just like open yeah. up your freezer and stick your head in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you'd have to actually cold. go sleep in the freezer, like at the grocery store, spend several days in there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it'd be really cold and dark very early. Yeah, yeah. she talks yeah. about that. And yeah. I mean, she had many, many nights of just unreasonable and unimaginable temperatures. So it's mm, yeah. pretty incredible. At Wisconsin in the winter. I, mean, I know. Kind of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Another piece of news, the Hayduke Trail is uh, going to have a permit system. What? Yes. How's that possible? Uh, because Arches is instituting a timed park entry during the high season from April 3rd to October 3rd. And Zion National Park's Angels Landing Trail is also going to be permit only after April 1st. So wow. it's technically not part of it, but it's a great way to end the Haiti Trail or okay. begin it in Zion. But yeah, permit only for it's just Angels gotten Landing. so popular. How many people a year? But, for that's, this? but that's just that's just the beginning and the ending sections, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's not for the trail. It's just to get to the parks. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. So if you're going in the arches, you got to plan ahead or you mm -hmm. got to drive in at like 6 a.m. No, I don't think that's you too bad because I feel like 6 a.m. anymore. It's too bad because I feel like the rest of the Haydu trail, you don't actually have to plan ahead. So, yeah, well, it'd be neat if they could accommodate the, you know, handful of Haydu hikers and just well, kind of give them a, a free pass, you know. So I think the, the issue is there's the sweet spot of when you have too few people hiking a trail the national park system doesn't know enough about it to be able to be like yeah you're fine and then there's a, when there's enough people hiking but not too many then you can you know get that kind of like hiker pass deal like sure go ahead you're fine and then you get to like pct status where there's so many people that it's also they're like no you have to have the permit and that's that you know what i mean and mm -hmm. i think the hey duke is on the front end of that right at this point so, so I think we should I don't encourage. Think they, yeah, I think we should encourage a lot of. Uh, we should encourage a lot of um, novice hikers to get out there on the Hayduke yes, Trail this year, for sure. Um, to kind of boost those numbers so that we can do something about this permit system. I mean, yeah, from what like, I understand, the Hayduke Trail is a very beginner-friendly trail. Yeah, you could do yeah. it as a warm-up for the PCT. Yeah, it's a great yeah. idea. You know, the it water would, carries it are probably help the numbers you know, on easy. the. PCT. Yeah, yeah. Water carries are easy. There's no technical terrain or anything like that. And yeah. The route finding is straightforward. I think they have blazes on all the. They have red blazes on all the red rocks, so it's easy to find your way through the. I think that's all the trail news we have. Fantastic. Why don't we hear a few of those hotline calls, Triple O? So I'm very impressed with everyone for calling in. We got lots of calls. I noticed that some of you are traveling and needing to pass the time so <laughs> let's start with this journey which is a throwback to uh car top 10 discussion yo trail show this is marvin maverick castler marvin maverick castler el hikador de tucson arizona anyways uh just got done uh knocking out another section of the hey duke and uh Listen to the last uh, two episodes, and uh, one uh, caught my interest was the, uh, the, oh, I don't know, 
uh, one about snorkel in whales or something, but uh, you guys brought up uh, rooftop tents, and um, I am a proud owner of one, and I've been living in mine, in my Subi, for the last uh, three years, full time. In fact, I've lived in my vehicle for 14 years, and um, yes, I heard your uh, reasons why you would not get a rooftop tent. I'm very surprised with Velo because uh, roof, roof Nest is based out of Boulder, Colorado, but yeah, they're made in China. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah, so uh, one one complaint I heard was um, you, you have to go down the ladder to go pee. Well, get a one and a half liter Nalgene wide mouth water bottle and go pee pee in that. And then uh, the second thing I heard was Disco uh, talking about, um, yeah, like urban, like interface situation. Like, where are you going to sleep? You know, people are like going to watch you. Well, um, I am a uh, school teacher for 23 years, and uh, I have uh, many students, and um, they let me uh, sleep in their driveways and my uh, assistant principal. So when it's nice and warm, I like to sleep in the on the roof nest or in the roof nest um at their place and i get harassed not at all so um and then in the winter time when it gets cold yes i sleep inside the subaru but um and one other complaint was it's expensive well i think you guys are all cheap so uh booga maverick out that's my opinion and uh thanks for the last um well, I'm on trail because uh, your uh, show makes my day. Maverick out. Later. See ya. Don't want to beat ya. Bear down, Arizona Wildcats. By the way, I think I think POD and I heard Maverick yelling at the most recent Arizona Cardinals LA Rams game on Monday Night Football. <laughs> There yeah. was some guy yelling in the crowd that, like, you could hear it through all all the announcing they were trying to do. And I was like, that's Maverick. I guarantee it. He's he's there. Well, oh, Maverick was out, but not for long because he called back, like, five minutes later. All right, oh. let's go. Hola, this is Marvin Maverick Kessler again. El Hikador de Tucson, Arizona. Oh, uh, one last thing on that uh, rooftop tent. Um... So someone mentioned uh, possibly being uh, stolen. Uh, the only issue I had on my little section I could have hey dude was uh, I had a bunch of cows uh, messing around with my car. But uh, other than that, no theft. And on top of that, I have a high voltage electric shocker where oh my God. the bolts are to keep that roof theft secure. <laughs> just kidding I know it's just one of those things man but anyway if anyone on the trail show or if anyone wants to know how to live in a roof nest top camper full time you can call me at 8675309 and I will show you the way anyways Maverick out and again Bear down, Arizona Wildcats. Or to be wild. Cat. Adios, Trail Show. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. But it was not it was not adios because Oh hey guys, it's Maverick. <laughs> One last thing. Um the, the drag and the gas mileage. First off, you have to drive Grandpa Plus Plus. Alright? So I drive nine miles below the speed limit wherever I go. And oh God. on top of it, I have student driver magnets. So I'm huge. So you guys that like to go in your subies eighty or ninety, you need to slow down. You copy? So there you go. Just drive nine below the speed limit, grab plus plus plus, and you'll uh mitigate that situation with uh, the gas mileage, alright? Uh by the way, I love your show guys. Keep it up. Maverick out, and I promise. I'm not calling anymore on this on this subject, okay? Adios. <laughs> By the way, Dilo's Dilo's wife once drove a Subaru 90 miles per hour, and the Subaru exploded. Oh, I just on that note, we're gonna drive that stretch of road again. Oh, next uh, next Tuesday. Say it ain't so. It Ooh. is so. Flame with fire. I think I'm gonna be doing the driving up. To the top of the San Rafael swell this time. Out of order, did he call back? He did not. He did okay. not. Okay. <laughs> Three was enough. I think he, he made some excellent points. I think the peeing in a bottle point was, you know, very <laughs> not applicable to all people. So yeah. Not that does not does not solve the problems of rooftop tents. And I am cheap, so you're right about that part of it, Maverick. Problem with the rooftop tent for me is like it would cut down on my storage space because I wouldn't be able to have like the giant box on top of the vehicle with all of the superfluous stuff up there, right? That doesn't actually fit yeah. in the car before people, you know? Uh, that's the problem with the rooftop box for me. Plus, I don't think all four of us would want to sleep in a rooftop box tent. Like it's just a Well, he has a different you know. situation. Than you. He does have a different he situation. Have he's, all the extraneous crap that you yeah, have. Yeah, he's, he's a much. He's yeah, got it you know, dialed. He's, He's sleeping in his uh, assistant principal's, you know, front yard. Go Wildcats! Go Does wild he keep cats. saying bear down? Bear down! Cats yeah. or something, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. When I think of bearing down, I think of lots of things. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Falcon? Childbirth, <laughs> constipation, oh you know. Oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. Um, All right, come, Marvin. I, I know we've Thank got you. some new more calls, but we'll we'll come back to those in a bit. Before we have our wild card guest segment, um, maybe we can do uh, trip reports. I think we could sneak trip reports in. We get one minute we each, could. and we've got four minutes. So, Pod, let's start with you. All right, I've done nothing. That's it. Seriously, you've done nothing since last month. I, That's a lie. You, so. You've gone on like five 16 mile runs trail run yeah but that's not really a trip that's just that's just running. a sunday okay yeah actually it's on, i do my long runs on saturdays a very nice I, humble brag humble brag yeah my, my 16 a, mile runs are not trips hey i didn't say 16 miles disco said that <laughs> a doctor. i said i did nothing i went and checked out arizona hot springs which Ooh. is a really cool hot spring near las vegas just below the Hoover Dam. It's a hot spring Ooh. that's in a slot canyon. 
It is unfortunately far too close to a road, so too many people go there. But it's yep. it's an awesome, awesome hot spring um, if you go at like three o'clock in the morning. And then I also <laughs> hiked Angel's Landing. Did you really? Yeah, we. Uh, I wanted to go before they put the permit system in because I just don't have the planning capability of permit systems. So yeah, we went down up there and it was awesome. It's a great hike. It's one of the top hikes I think of any. Is it sketchy? Any, like, it's a little sketchy. The last half mile, you're walking on like ledges that are maybe the size of a table with mm. thousand foot drops on either side. And a lot of people, um, right? And yeah, the, the real key with Angel's Landing is going super early. We actually, because they have a shuttle system, we didn't take the shuttle. We, we hiked in three miles from the closest place you could park to get to the trailhead so that we could start before the first shuttle so that we could do the chains without 10,000 people on them. Because once there's a lot of people on them, it's like, it's scary, dangerous, I think. Wow. They've had like a number of deaths over the yeah. last decades. Um, but it was awesome. It's a great, it's a great, beautiful hike. Cool. I'll, um, I'll hop in. So I've been uh, doing physical therapy for Achilles tendonitis last month. And as a result, I have not done any trips. Dilo, over to you. I spent Thanksgiving in Santa Fe. Had a very Ooh. culturally enriching experience. Brought down my Thanksgiving dinner. Ate it in a suite of a hotel room with my family. Hung out with my good friend, Chase Lustig, who I've known since I was 12. He and his family were down there. We went on some hikes. We went to Meow Wolf. We went to some museums. Mm. We had a great time. It was actually really nice. Was Meow Wolf all it's cracked up to be, D'Lo? Oh, yeah. It was really fun. Um, yeah. yeah. We. Uh, I think the highlight of Meow Wolf for me was um, like putting my hands on top of a dryer and then lofting my body into the dryer and then sliding to the dryer into a very psychedelic experience with my children wow yeah were, were you like on that. uh 5 meo 3 dmt at the time no was it a trip within a trip no but i could see how that would make it a little bit more interesting but so yeah. no but it was no, fun no god molecule nope no god molecules for me just okay. family fun that yep. sounds fantastic yeah it was pretty cool Cool. All right. That's it for trips. Look at us. There Under it is. Four minutes. Get the show back on the road, right? BOD is our Try special it. guest in the waiting room. Yeah. Shall I admit him? It's hey, been a while, hey, folks. Can you hear me? We uh -huh. can hear you. You sound like you're in the bottom of a toilet. <laughs> Who the hell am I? Well, there you are. Oh, this is. This is. It's called. You... It's called a computer. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, long-time <laughs> long yeah, trail show VIP, Scott Squatch Harriet. You know, you know, Squatch, you don't look like you've aged at all, man. Like, when, when's the last man, time you we saw you? You're still I, in 75. Uh, it's amazing. You haven't, like, you haven't aged at all. Well, it's that really, tub of, I, I, I bought a vat of Dick Clark Miracle Youth Cream. I stick my face in it every other day. Huh. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Squatch, Maybe, is that me? Or yeah. are, you, are you wearing Gap khakis? No. Okay, no. sorry. I'm Believe me, there'd be an odor. <laughs> he is, though. Can you see? That's for a little squatch with his little Santa hat. I thought I'd spruce it up. I'm glad you brought him up because we've got you on tonight to talk about what is your first scripted film ever. It's yeah. a movie called Unverified. And if I understand correctly, you are in the post-production phase of said movie. 
I am. And uh, that's why I've got a Kickstarter going because you can see where I'm living. I'm in a, it's actually a, a storage bin in West Covina. <laughs> with a Bigfoot. With a, yeah, he came with it. Okay. And, Is that your, uh, he's your roommate, right? Your yes. Bigfoot? Yeah. And okay. he's, he's very quiet uh -huh. and uh, rarely talks back. So, yeah, it was really, you know, during the, the kind of the, the big COVID shutdown when it really was going on a little over a year ago, I always wanted to write a script. So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm very interested in the Bigfoot phenomena. I heard that. And, um, and so I wrote this script and uh, then via Facebook, got to know people who are actually shooters, worked on uh, independent films and uh, took, took the gamble and took some dough out of my IRA. <laughs> Hence <laughs> the storage bin. And uh, so now, yeah, we're in the post-production phase. And so I started a Kickstarter for some uh, for some of the sound mixing and color grading, which is needed. So, and because I really, you know, I ideally would like to get this distributed. I, th I think it's, it's actually, I'm pretty proud of it. it you, you've looks got really some big good. name actors in it, correct? Well, there's... Yeah, I mean, I see big name. I mean, we got Robert Miano. He was like in Donnie Brasco. He's done a ton of like gangster roles. He plays a judge in this one. And Lorna Larkin, who's an Irish actress, she's really good. She's done a lot of independent films. And uh, this guy named Johnny. Oh, it's, it was six months ago. I'm Johnny from. It was he was on an FX show called The Bridge. Depp. Yeah. So not yeah, Johnny Depp. That's it. And uh, Bradley we'll Pitt, guy named Bradley yeah. Pitt, Bradley. Kind of hack, yeah. I mean, all, all these names that you're mentioning, I mean, they beat the hell out of Ronnie from Israel and Meadow Ed. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's a big step up for you. I, I hope, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's really, dude, it is so you having shot docs, you know, it's such a different beast. And I'm just kind of a lone wolf by nature. So, I mean, just so much coordination working with other people. And it was, it was a 10 day shoot, which is like short, but because wow. the budget was small, but we got a really cool place up near uh, Willits, California, north of the Bay area, about two hours, really like where Redwoods. the forest start up there. Yeah. Got a good VRBO place. A uh, guy gave us a good deal. And, and the people of Willits were great. They let us shoot in the town, a law office, wow. uh, uh and near the cop station so that it, it was it was good man question about unverified yes um are you in the kill or no kill camp well, well my <laughs> character yes i am in the uh film I, I know it's weird that i'm in it uh my character definitely represents the no kill camp uh, okay he wants to see the whole thing just to not to give away spoilers of this possible oscar nominated classic but um, he wants to prove that they exist, but he doesn't want to kill one because science still primarily calls for a specimen and you know part of a body or a body. So he he his buddy, uh, played by Johnny, who I can't remember his last name, but uh, he plays Brian in the film. He knows another primatologist, and this guy has come up with this device that can actually shoot a dart, a nanotechnology dart into an animal. And then you can track it via satellite and it can go on indefinitely. This is the prototype stage you're at. It can go on indefinitely because the heat of the body of whatever animal it goes into keeps it activated. So this way, uh, he figure, you know, he, he figures 
he can study this for however many years and then when it dies its natural death then get the body and so instead of going out and just like brutally killing one just say, you know i proved it and all that so that's kind of the crux there's there's a there's a guy who tries to hijack the signal because he says screw this because he got he got duped years before by a hoax and, and he used to be no kill and now he's like screw it i want to find out so he tries to hijack the signal and becomes a race toward the possible size i'm not going to say there is or there isn't in, a, in the film but i am going to do the hand I, gesture very very effectively um, I think that that tracker that you're referring to. Yeah. I think that's called the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I was about to that, say that's the one that's all the in all the Pfizer oh, Moderna vaccine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So microchip. Same, same microchip. Mm -hmm. we, microchip. We do mention that Bill Gates is involved in the device in the film. So that RF, RFID. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if anybody, if anybody out there in uh, Trail Show Land is interested, I'm at 60% now. I had to, it's like eight grand I'm asking for. Hold on, it all adds up. Um, so if you go to kickstarter.com and then just put in unverified, uh, it'll come up and it's got like another 15 days, I think. Yeah, I think I think Trail Show Nation can can put you over the top. Well, oh we are, our, subs our subscription, our listeners are just, there's so many of them. So, I mean, you're yeah. you're plugging your your this film this Kickstarter to the right people. The I, right I hope people. so. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, don't hope. It's a it's a given. Wow, I wouldn't be surprised. No need even no need to if hope. You, it's if you happen. double that eight thousand, yeah, like just triple what? Like that. That, yeah. that is. Thank you. So yeah. anybody listening, don't think it's going to be done. I mean, you really you gotta. Now you gotta you gotta. We need every. Come on. We need every every five hundred dollar donation counts. That's it. Boy, that freeze frame of me looks good. That's a really good one. Can you get this one? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm doing tomorrow night? For anybody's, you know, it turns out my landlord Bingo. here, my girlfriend oh. and I have li been living here in Studio City. My landlord is a, is a gentleman named Dennis Dugan. Okay. He's an actor and he's been a director for years. He's directed like four of Adam Sandler's films. Hmm. So I'm going to a script reading tomorrow at his place. Oh, cool. Isn't that fascinating? Who, Are you going to wear what you have on? Um, no, I'm going naked okay. and I'm kind of trying, trying to keep that under wraps. You're wearing the Sasquatch suit then? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to drag that with me, that guy, and maybe lay it on him about the Kickstarter thing. But uh, Ooh. yeah, Squatch, are, are, too much. Squatch, do we get invited to the premiere screening of Unverified? Yes. Where will it be? You. When will it be? Talk to me. Well, here's the thing. What, what I'm hoping, I mean, actually the first, I mean. What's our timeline? Besides, well, I would, I would hope sometime early next year, it's hard to say exactly. I mean, and besides friends and family showing versions, I really would like to show it in a public place up there in Willits. They got a you know, yeah. nice big theater. And uh, I just found, oh, I was talking to my, my, my uh, director of photography who also does some of the post stuff here. And he says, yeah, oh, yeah, if you got to get it, use that in a theater to get a copy. This is like $2,500 to get that made. So that, you know, you know, again, trail shooting documentaries. I'm thinking I'm missing that more and more. A <laughs> lot, lot, lot less expensive. Yeah. But, uh, no, well, no, you know, no. enough about me. But again, Kickstarter.com. Hey, I, I have a question. You, you told us about the film, kind of the premise. Yeah. But I, I want to know, like, what category does it go in? Is it a comedy? Is it a dramedy? Is That's it a, a romance? Good, you know what? 
I, I really wanted, when I wrote the script, I really wanted it to be kind of a Coen Brothers-esque, you know, kind of it, it's, it's mm -hmm. primarily dramatic with comedy mixed in. I would say it's about actually two thirds dramatic and a third comedic. Mm. It, it's not a spoof. It's, it's like a drama. I think it's actually, you know, it's, it's a thriller, hopefully. <laughs> um, and I, a, like I said, I'm really happy with it. And I'm Trilogy? a pretty tough critic. Speaking of, ooh, by the way, feel free to miss being the Ricardos. Ooh, I saw that today. Never heard of it. It's um, <laughs> is that it's the new Matrix Lucio movie? Ball and Desi Arnaz. Oh, movie. I have heard of it. Yeah. Ooh. Aaron Sorkin, the great sleeper. writer. Boy, did he just he blew it, huh? Too many shrooms in that writing session or something, and it just didn't 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 work out. I saw West Side Story as well. Um, so you're dancing. going back to the theaters. You're in theater. You're braving, yeah. The 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 scene, and you're sitting there, inside. Yeah. Well, here's you know the thing in California. You can't go into a theater without a mask now. So so you have to. Okay. There's a great chain out here called the Lemley Theaters. There's like six different theaters, and they show all cool independent films. And I'll tell you right I... now, my pick so far, best film I've seen of the year. Ernest goes to camp four. <laughs> No way. There's no, an Ernest goes to camp a, four. No, no way. No, He's really still good. going to camp. He's still I, going to camp. Oh, no. I thought maybe you know, he'd be done with that by now. If, if you had not seen this film, I really recommend it. My girlfriend and I were kind of blown away because we thought it's probably going to be a mediocre biopic because so many of those, but King Richard with Will Smith. So good. It's what? really telling you two wow. and a half hours. We kept waiting for it to suck. And I go, it never sucked. It never sucked. The, hmm. Creepy. he's great in it the 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 young lady who plays venus williams is like great never seen her kept moving it's funny it's 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 great what about you know let's go to a clip maybe we need to add a segment where we just call up squatch each month to review uh non releases yeah yeah what's happening in the theaters with squatch but how do i eat my 80 ounce popcorn if i have to wear a mask you got to cut How do you a hole. Get your what? Your ADG what? 80 ounce popcorn. Oh, is that what you get? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. She's that now, person. Let me ask you, is this a thing where you guys live? I, I saw this today at the snack bar. I got like the, I get the medium tub, right? And then I swear to God, there were three people ahead of me who go, uh, yeah, I'd like uh, give me a large and then give me the spillover as well. Like they because or the give me the refill box because you can get a free refill. So these pigs. They're going up there, getting the, getting the uh, the large one, and then they get the refill with it. Yeah. So what? I, I I did that at our local theater because the refill was fifty cents. I'm not willing to pay like twelve dollars for another bucket of yeah. popcorn, but I do get the giant size. Yeah. And I eat all of it. Yeah. But I don't go to the theater, oh but maybe once a year. Right. And if the refill is available and it's a reasonable price, I get the refill and I eat the second bucket the next day. But I don't get any butter on it. I don't like that butter. Yeah, me neither. It's and so gross. I, I actually it's bring my own. Is what it I, is. I bring my own popcorn from home to the theaters. I just have I to do. smuggle it in. I just, you know, I wear a big coat and it kind of looks like yeah. I'm one of those. Like a know, trench coat, right? Yeah, I, I well, look weird, but I have a lot of popcorn under yeah, my well, coat. Yeah, well, we eat popcorn and, a lot yeah. at home, yeah. but it's not the same as movie theater popcorn. It's not. No. Yeah. So no. when I go to the theater, which is about once a year, yeah. I treat mm. myself to the giant. Ask Disco. He, no. He's seen it. I've seen no, it. Not cool. me. I, I bring my own popcorn. 
I bring my own popcorn to a lot of different places, actually. Yeah, I tell you what, thing. I'd it's love to. I'd love to continue this discussion about popcorn, but we've got to move on. We've got another yes. guest coming on to talk about oh twelve the month. Well, before I leave, could someone please tell Out of Order to shut the hell up? <laughs> yeah, he's way, <laughs> way talking way too much. How you doing, man? Doing well. Good to see you. I was just intrigued that you're. I was just at Kickstarter.com and searching for Unverified. Oh, so that's it's what I uh, the. The screenshot, yes, right there. Very the screenshot, very provocative, Squatch. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta I, say, I'm, I'm happy with that yeah. screenshot. Also, if you yeah. watch the the video of me pleading for for funding, mm -hmm. you know, I show clips while I'm talking. You'll see mm -hmm. little bits from the film. Hmm. And um, yeah, if any again, anybody wants to help out, there. I mean, here's the thing. Real quick, and then I'll leave. Here are the four categories. You get if it's. I'll, I'll let you decide with, with money. 50, you get a streamed version of because I'm trying to sell it to a distributor so you can get a streamed version of it. 100, you get that plus uh, your name in the credits. So if this becomes like an Oscar winner, your name will be there forever. Ooh. 200, you get those two things plus an autographed copy of the script. And 500, you get a massage from me. No, you get wow. all those things and an associate producer credit in in the uh, nice hmm. fantastic okay. and you know squatch does also have trail films which you can find on squatchfilms.com if where are those again where are those films Squatch fil at squatchfilms.com thank you i think this, okay. this goes with my official non-official publicist, publicist pod yeah. pod do you know where you could find those films yes on squatchfilms.com huh. very uh, good that's where yeah. i go to get all my evening streaming viewing wow uh, out of order right. where can you get the film how's that how's that uh new zealand trail film coming along oh man it's come along so fast it should be out by like 2025 <laughs> <laughs> you guys when i talked about it you're like oh god i was like no no, no we can't we can't trail. talk about it, it okay I, I signed like a um a non-disclosure thing I, I can't talk about new zealand ever again got, i'm sorry okay <laughs> Wait, do, by the way did you hear the banning smoking and this is no joke they yeah and smoking in new zealand like you can't buy cigarettes there anyone who's like seven years old or something will never be able to buy cigarettes in their life yeah no it's true that's amazing see that's trail news it. we should have covered that pod <laughs> no Right. Squatch, thank you so much for hopping on the call tonight. The film's called Unverified. We'll put a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes, and we will catch you next time, sir. All right, guys. Thanks. Good seeing everybody. Good, to see you, Good night, Squatch. Happy see you, man. Adios. Yeah, you too. And with that, Bye. we are going to take a break. We'll be back in a few quick moments to have our Trail of the Month guest on, so don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Mr. Money Mustache, and I never listen to the Trail Show. All right, folks, the Trail Show is back, and we've got our Trail of the Month segment now. We've got a special guest coming in tonight. We've got Mega Man calling in to talk Go to man. us about what's his trail name, D'Lo? Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
You all right there? You all right there, D-Lo? It sounded no, a little rough. A, it was really rough in my throat. Wow. Yeah, if my trail knew his Mega Man, I'd have a hard time. Yeah. So tonight's trail of the month is coming all the way from North Dakota, and I'm going to let Mega Man pronounce it because I'm not quite sure how you're supposed to say it. So Mega Man, please. All right. So What's it's pronounced the Madahe Trail. Madahe Trail. Yep. Yep. Okay. And this trail was not on my radar and it's funny because i was i was hiking with skittles um out on the the muggy on rim trail when we first messaged with mega man and he mentioned the trail and i asked skittles i was like do you have you heard of this he's like nope (laughs) so (laughs) this educate us mega man where is this trail where does it start and finish how long is it you know the nuts and bolts all right, so the Matahe Trail is 144 miles going through the Badlands section of North Dakota. It starts down on the southern terminus, southern terminus at uh, Burning Coal Veins Campground in the Little Missouri National Grasslands. And the way that I like to envision the trails, it's kind of like a Big Mac. So you have like the Little Missouri National Grasslands going through like you go through it three times and it's kind of like the bread of the trail. And then in between it, the meat of it is Theodore Roosevelt National Park. So you start off with with Little Missouri National Grassland, go to Theodore Roosevelt National Park, the south unit, go back to uh, Little Missouri National Grassland, then go to Theodore Roosevelt National Park in the north section of it, and then finish up in Little Missouri National Grassland at CCC Campground. Whoa, that is a Big Mac. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not a a McDouble, but a Big Mac. Yeah. Is it a loop or is it point to point? It's a point to point. Yeah. Okay. And you said 144 miles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how long did you take to hike it? It took me six days. So about 24 mile average. So. Okay. Yeah. And is, I'm trying to think. So as far as like trail tread goes, is it a buffet of surfaces or actually are, are you on single track the whole time? It's pretty much single track the whole time. The original design for it was supposed to be a mountain biking trail. Um, but it's also showcased as a hiking trail. And one of the big benefits to it as a hiking trail is that if you're hiking it, you get to go through both units of Theodore Roosevelt National Park, which means you get to hang around bison and a bunch of wild animals. But if you go along on your mountain bike, then you have to skirt around that stuff. Hmm. Disco, uh, did you know our trail of the month was a mountain biking trail? I did not. And uh, D-Lo, this is like I, so awesome. This I is know. the most awesome thing that's ever happened on the trail show. I knew you'd love it. Like, it. I'm really excited it. about this. This is a mount. I really like mountain biking. I do a lot of mountain biking. I am so excited. We're talking about a mountain biking trail on this week. The trail well, of the you know, this is we, the first. This no, is the first. it's not a first. We the Baja Trail. So mm-hmm. the um the route. Oh God, Wolverine. I, Wolverine. Well, and and the PCT. But this trail was designed. I'm I'm reading about the Madahe Trail right now, and it's designed by IMBA, the International Mountain Biking Association. Isn't that correct? Mega bad. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the longest single track mountain biking trail in North America. Wow. So let me ask you this. I mean, are you predominant when you were hiking it? Did you predominantly see mountain bikers, or did you run into other people on foot? Actually, whenever I hiked it, I saw one person the entire time, which was one of the best parts about it was the solitude. I saw tons of wildlife, but I saw one person in the South Unit Theodore Roosevelt National Park. I just ran into her real quickly and said hi and bye. And and the rest of the time, I saw not a soul, not even a car. So it was a really, really good experience. What uh, month of the year were you hiking the Mata Hay Trail? I hiked it in early May. So oh, wow. Re- huh. Yeah. 
So originally I read online, like they talk about the water sources uh, at the campgrounds being open in May. They don't specify what time of May. So I was kind of wanting Mm. to jump the bullet and be like, oh, it's open in May. I'm going to just jump on right Mm -hmm. away. And that was a big mistake because a lot of the water sources, uh, the uh, water spigots were turned off. Oh, bummer. So what did you do? So they have, I believe it's nine water boxes along the trail. And being a bad hiker, I did not put any water in those. But whenever I made it to them, people write their names and write Mm -hmm. their approximate time picking it up. And whenever I made it to those spots, these are like six-month-old water bags that people had. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, people forgot their water. Yeah, so that is how I made it through the Mata Hay Trolls, relying off of people who got off the trail and their water bags. Because there's no real good natural water sources in the Mata Hay Trail? I mean, from what I'm told, there isn't. You pass by the Little Missouri River twice. You have to do um, some water crossings, and they say you're not supposed to drink it. And so I just kind of trusted that. Um, normally, I've heard like in just Badlands like settings, you're not supposed to drink the water. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, Megaman, let me ask you a question. Let's say you are one of those people that actually did go and cash all your water. Can you give me a ballpark figure of how long it would take to cash your water at all those? water boxes it's it's like a day two days it's gonna take you a day yeah Yeah, okay it's a full day experience yeah because a lot of the roads to get to it are going to be um you know kind of clay jeep roads right um so yeah it's gonna be you gotta kind of when you're doing your planning maybe add day a day and a half on Mm -hmm. the front end to okay yeah or you can just wait till late may i'm guessing it's around memorial day once one the campgrounds actually open and then take advantage of the water there and if the campgrounds had been open, would you have not needed to do any of those water caches? Yeah, I wouldn't have had any need for that. And one of the wow. campsites were open, the first one I ran into. So I was like, okay, now I know I'm good. And then the second time around, um, yeah, I, I was pretty low on water and I go and check and I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm out. And I have like a quarter liter of water and the next potential for me was like 20 miles away. So I was kind of in a little bit of a panic, but I made it to, uh, yeah, one of the water caches and lo and behold, there was some old water in it. So whoever hmm. that was, they saved my life. So thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> was it hot there in May when you were hiking? During the middle of the day, it kind of was because more than anything, it's just exposed. There's not too many forested sections that you're going through, but um, it's mainly a grassland and a badlands kind of area. But I can't give you like an exact number. I'd say probably in the 70s. Uh, mm-hmm. Just sun beaten down though and no shade. Yeah. <clears throat> Any ponderosa pines out there like on hilltops and mm-hmm. in the hollows and things. So yeah. there is some shade to be had, but you're hiking in the sun. Yeah. 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 So I was going to ask you, like, if you had to just like throw a percentage, what percentage of the Matahe Trail is forested and what percentage is non-forested? Okay, just taking a ballpark estimate, yeah. I'm going to say about 5 to 7% of it is going to be forested, and then the Ooh. rest of it's going to be pretty wow. exposed. Wow, yeah. so you need you need to be thinking about like sun, sunblock, and, and shade. Yeah. Like Yeah, maybe- it, especially because the badlands, that because so much of the rock or the uh, like clay-like stuff is very white, it's reflective. Ooh. And so if you have a really Ooh. bright day and let's say that you just had a little morning mist, so everything's reflecting off, you know, you're looking at, especially if you're, you know, as pale as I am, you're looking at a quick, nice blistered burn. So 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's if you look at the if, if you look at the topo map, there is uh there's no trees. Yeah. Yeah. There's no green on this topo map. It's all just barren so, badlands and grasslands. Did you camp in the campgrounds? Like, do you have to camp in the campgrounds on the Matahe or can you do your own thing? Yeah, I think I'm not too sure about Theodore Roosevelt National Park. I think you're not supposed to camp there or like at least find a designated campsite. But along uh, Little Missouri National Grassland, you can camp anywhere. So, um, yeah, there and there's plenty of good spots to pick and choose from. OK. And yeah. you mentioned bison. What other? Yeah. <laughs> Compared oh, to yeah. the bison. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, is the I'm, protocol with bison? Yeah, bison. I have no idea. Yeah. So with, with bison, um, I think it's like a hundred yards, I think is what I've read. You're supposed to keep a distance from. Now that's gonna be nearly impossible on this trail. Um, especially I found in the south unit. I ran in like on one of the plateaus, I ran into probably around like 200 of them. And wow. uh, whenever I got to the top of the climb. There was about six of them just laying down and I immediately spooked them because I didn't have view of them. They didn't have view of me. I get up, they panic, they, which was an amazing experience because they all got up and formed this perfect line, almost like a Roman <laughs> army with, the, with all their heads down and kind of stomping. And I just um, had to kind of scramble my way around um, some really chossy, crappy stuff to get around them. And, and so through Theodore Roosevelt National Park, there wasn't a lot of the time that I was actually on the trail because the bison were on the trail. So I had to skirt around and scramble on these mountain or not mountains, but eroded buttes and everything, which at times was a little sketchy, but at the same time, you know, type two fun. That's right. Of course. Any rattlesnakes or, you know, bears? I mean, what, what else, what else is out there wildlife wise? Um, there are prairie rattlers. I didn't run into any. Um, there's prairie dogs. They're always entertaining. Um, pronghorn antelope, elk. Um, I had a mountain lion. I didn't see him, but he uh, was making some uh, whining noises. Uh, my last night on trail, uh, coyotes, bighorn sheep, badgers. Uh, just yeah. Badgers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see any. Badger don't play. Oh, there. Yeah. What is, what does it mean when a mountain lion is whining at you? Just that uh make well he's not whining at me, but he's just yeah. making some noises at night. I mean, if you want I can try to interpret no, it. I don't know. I just understand. Well, I've had a, a black bear bark at me before, you know. Oh really? And like yeah, and it's like, oh, this is like this bear is like not what did, what did it sound happy. like? Eva? Yeah, what did it sound like? <laughs> more like a, you know it was like standing it was like standing up on a tine legs like perched around a tree like yeah, we're done with your me. story deal yeah. we want to hear about anyways, the mountain line. that's why i was asking about the mountain line anyways that's yeah. so do you oh you have to like interpret the mountain lines whining there's different ways it's not like fear <laughs> it's not scared it's not aggressive uh, yeah i mean I, I didn't feel threatened by it I was, I was more just like oh cool nature you know oh yeah. were you threatened <laughs> by the bison that were like you know stomping their foot and like getting looking like they're ready to charge you did i do what with them were you frightened by them were you scared yeah. was that like, yeah yeah okay I, I definitely was um at the same time it was a pretty fun experience and my sister actually drove me up to the trail um before i started and she's not a very outdoorsy person and so i wanted to show her theater roseville national park and we uh, ate some uh, mushrooms and we went up to an area and um, once when they started kicking in we got surrounded by bison and we're kind of on a, a plateau and, and I'm loving it because for me like 
that's kind of the reason why I'll take mushrooms is for that like connective nature experience. But all of a sudden for her, she's like, we're going to die. We're going to die. And I had to just like calmly oh, no. talking to her and yeah. just being like, no, just don't be threatening. Be docile. Don't yeah. look threatening to them. Don't stare them down. You know, and if, if they charge you, just play dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I was going to ask, so resources, like what did you use to plan your hike? Is it, is there a website or an app or both? Like, what do you, what do you use? Yeah. So, I mean, the Matahe website is pretty informative. There is, I use the app Gaia. It has sure. the whole trail on it. And so I just kind of routed it out. Um, it's not a difficult trail to follow. There's a lot of posts that they have with a little turtle on it. And you just, you know, follow <laughs> along that it's pretty easy. Um, so yeah, with this trail, I didn't really worry that much. Kind of like when I did the Appalachian Trail, um, I didn't even bring a guide for the Appalachian Trail. I just kind of figured follow the white blaze and, and it works. So yeah. So does, Ma- does Matahe mean turtle? No, Matahe means a, it's the Mandan indigenous phrase for a place that has been there for a while and will be there for a while, which is mm-hmm. kind of ironic in a way because it's, it's Badlands and, and it's very eroded and so because of that it's constantly changing and you can you know if you look at a lot of the stuff you can see everything kind of melting into the ground um it's a really neat experience and because of that also it's a great place for fossil viewing and petrified um trees you can find a lot of old ancient sequoias there wow wow. really yeah 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 what are we talking like what size like is it logs or stumps or pieces or there were some that I was questioning, you know, I was looking at for a while thinking, is that just a giant rock? And because it looks like a tree and, and it wasn't until I got home and read and they're talking about sequoias. And I was like, oh, that's, that's probably what it was I was looking wow. at. Wow. So, I mean, they were That's they were pretty big. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Off topic a little bit, but uh, we, we must mention that uh, Mega Man here may be the only one, the only hiker we know that has done the triple O triple crown. Um, and that's how Mega Man, that's how you first got on my radar. I saw your post on Insty and you're holding up a sign that says triple O through hike complete, Wachita Trail, Ozark Highlands Trail, Ozark Trail. Now we talked to out of order about this hike in that he kind of has to do it by default because it's the triple O triple crown. <laughs> And yeah. and then out of order, being the lawyer that he is, he said, "Hey man, he you know yeah. there's there's like a there's some sort of legal issue with the triple O naming. Is that what what's going? Oh on? yeah, I mean you know I'm you know you're gonna hear from me probably on official letterhead at some point demanding licensing fees and stuff like that. But don't worry, it's it's a you know maybe thirty forty percent of everything you make from the triple O triple crown. That's all. Nothing. No big ass." <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the thing about the triple though was, you know, me, me and a friend were just getting drunk and talking about stupid routes that we could do. We're talking about, you know, let's do the Ozark Trail with only Ozark Trail gear from Walmart. And we'll talk about all these silly, you know, ideas like that. And if, if Ozark Trail ever wants to sponsor me to do that, by all means, I'll gladly hike the Ozark Trail and Ozark Highlands Trail with just Ozark Trail gear. I can gladly be a Ozark Trail sponsor. But um yeah, so we're just talking about things, and we're we're like, you know, they all start with the letter O, and so we're like, oh, the triple O. And then um, after I did it, I I looked it up just out of curiosity, like, has anyone else come up with that name? And, and it looked like back in 2004 or so, someone hiked it and decided to call all of it the triple O route. So 
I'm not the original. I'm wow. not the founder. Uh, yeah. I'll have to go after them then. Yeah, you got to go after <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the original. So, so you're telling me that those trails existed in 2004? I guess or so. so. Or, or at least yeah. like the ideas of them. I have no wow. idea the extent of them. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Mega I tell Man, you, I just I want to let you know that I was in Missouri this summer. Hey, I was, that's a terrible yep. time to be here. It wasn't. It was early summer. It was early <laughs> summer. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I went to uh, Johnson Shuttins. Oh, that's a beautiful yep. place. Went to yeah. Elephant Rocks. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I went to Bennett Springs State Park, which I wasn't very fond of because I don't fish. Okay. Mm. Yeah. 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 There's nothing to do there if you don't fish. Yeah. But yeah, that's a yep. that's a beautiful area. A lot of people don't realize nice. like it's part of the St. Francis Mountains, which are um, uncovered by erosion and they're over a billion years old so missouri has some ancient old volcanic mountains down in the southeast part yep. Dilo, you'll you'll actually be pleased to know that our guest Mega Man here is about to start a through hike of the florida trail if i have that correct oh that's oh. awesome when do you start Fantastic. um i don't have an official date yet i'm shooting for about like january 6th or 7th i have my brother oh. coming here from denmark um, and he's going to be staying at my house for a little that's, or my apartment for a bit. That, that's um, the wrong time of the year to hike the Florida Trail. You need to hike there in the summer. Yeah, oh, like July. July. Yeah. yeah, July. July and <laughs> August is the best time of the year. <laughs> maybe, no, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. Mega Man, maybe if you hike real slowly, you can yeah, like kind of yeah. stretch the hike into July. That's always been my idea, especially with like the Appalachian Trail. Whenever I become an old man, I want to set the, not the FKT, but the SKT, the slowest known time. Take like three, four years, take my <laughs> sweet old time, do a mile a day, hang out with people. I think that that would just be the coolest thing to do. Nobody's <laughs> talking about SKTs, man. No, That's they're a, not. That, no, why is that? That could be a cool thing. You could commune with a lot of animals. A multi-year Yeah, you could do a lot of mushrooms. It'd be pretty sweet. A lot of mushrooms. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of mushrooms. Just hang out on AT, you know, like, you could change your trail name to Mushroom Man. (laughs) Or the Mega Mushroom. How many zero days in a row (laughs) would invalidate an SKT? See, Mm, that's the thing. Yeah, it's in the birth of its uh, ideas at the moment. As far as I know, nobody else has come up with ideas like this, so um that's I mean, so cool I, I figure as long as you don't take maybe more than i don't know a month off if it's an skt you can take a lot of zero days i'd imagine no, i think you got to move every day a little bit right every i mean day. you can take a zero day or here and there but it's like you gotta you know do something yeah you can't like some sort of a, proposal rent it out. you can't like rent okay. it apart 20 yards like, 30 yards enough. you know you at least yeah. move your tent yeah. You, know, yeah, you gotta move yeah. your tent at least ten every feet. every fourteen days, just like the camping. Oh, that's yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. I think yeah, that's a natural. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. There's the deal. There's the deal. That's <laughs> the rule. Days. That's there the rule. Every fourteen days, days you gotta at least move. Huh? <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. And I really like your idea of hiking. It's you maybe could still do it, but maybe you could hike the Ozark Trail in Ozark Trail gear. That would be oh man, yeah. you'd be the first yeah. Ozark Trail ambassador, like the yeah. uh, the, the, yeah. the gear company. We, yeah. I mean, let us know if you need a, um, like a letter of referral or something. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. We even have a filmmaker who might be interested in, in you know, capturing <laughs> well, yes. our trail experience. Your journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it would be quite a journey. Yeah. So I he's going to need yeah. some money. He's probably can't afford to do it himself. Mm. So, you, you know, we're going to have to raise some money for him to do it. Yeah. But once yeah. we get the money, he'd be happy to film you on your Ozark trail endeavor. For sure. Yeah. Out of the three triple O trails, which did you like the most? I like the Washita Trail the most. So the Washita Trail is actually the one that's a true mountain range. Um, yeah. The Ozark Highlands and the Ozark Trail are just eroded plateaus. Um, 
the Ozark Trail is like a close second though, because especially because of the trail maintenance, the people that I ran into, they were just amazing people. They were getting ready for a race on the trail and, and blowing off all the leaves and just doing some really amazing, like over the top A plus trail maintenance. So I kind of had a little luxury finish. And even at one point I was telling them, oh, I'm going to hitch into this town. And they're like, no, no, that you, you won't get a hitch. Well, we'll suit you up. So um, the trail maintenance crew, they all got together and gave me my restock to finish the trail. So that was really amazing. Wow. But the Washita trail, there's, I think it was also like that surprise factor. I just didn't expect how beautiful it would be all the blue rivers and mm. it just, you know, it's a really magical feeling kind of forest. You know, trail show historians might remember we covered the Wachita Trail way back in February of 2018, trail show number 68, with none other than Cam Swami Honan. Yep. So oh, if yeah. you don't, if you're not familiar with the Wachita Trail, go back to show 68 and give it a listen. That's me plugging our own show. I like it. <laughs> Getting back to the Matahe Trail, is there anything else that you want to say about that trail or that our listeners should know before we bid you adieu for the evening? probably one of the big things about it is, you know, it's in the Great Plains and there's so many people who are going to bash on the Great Plains because they drive through I-70 and they just see a bunch of farm fields and it's just flat and boring and everything. But if you get off and you explore around, there's some really, really cool stuff. And the Badlands especially are really cool. And this Mm. whole trail, you go through a bunch of geologic oddities and you can find fossils and petrified trees and Uh, and solitude and wildlife just everywhere I've never had a wildlife experience quite like I had on the Matahe Trail so it was it was an absolute treat out of like the shorter long distance hikes I'd actually put it as probably my favorite hike I've done so I'm really happy to have shared it with you guys that's awesome definitely unique trail unique landscape unique animals and I'd love to hear more about your experience with the mountain lion and the groaning and stuff. <laughs> it, it wasn't much. It's just, no, oh, okay. I just, oh uh, yeah. Mega Man, where can people catch, catch your stuff online? Are you on social media anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. So my Instagram is uh, vagrant underscore Viking 93. Um, I have a distant ancestor, Peter Freuken, who was an Arctic explorer and made his way out of an avalanche with frozen poop digging his way out. And, and he wrote this amazing book uh, and he called it Vagrant Viking. And um, so I, I took inspiration of that and decided that's what I'm going to call my Instagram channel. So, and I'm born cool. in 1993, I'm 28 years old. So Vagrant underscore Viking 93. And then my YouTube channel, um, I just changed it. I thought that it might be more catchy if I just call it Wild West since my name's Wes so um nice yeah. Uh, yeah all right we'll post links to both cool thank you very much hey, and thank you for coming on the show tonight to talk to us about a trail that none of us knew about yeah mm, definitely yeah. definitely S- send us a missive from florida let us let us know how yes. you're doing out there on the ft yeah i doubt i'll catch up to skittles but if i do that'd be <laughs> pretty cool so. yeah he's he's north of lake okeechobee at the moment Oh, yeah, there's no way I'm catching up to him. (laughs) Well, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, and we will catch you on the flip side. Hell, yeah. You guys have a good day. All right. This is a perfect time to segue into uh, an audio clip that we got from our good friend Skittles, who you will remember is on the Snowbird hike, the Snowbird 5,000, 5,000 mile hike from the bottom of Florida and Key West all the way up to the Northern Angle um, in Minnesota. 
and he sent us a missive from the Florida Trail. So let's listen in. Hey, Trail Show. This is Skittles walking through the Big Cypress Swamp. It'll probably be three weeks or so before you actually get to listen to this, but I figured I would tape now since it might be some of the better trail sound effects for hiking. Yesterday through the swamp was about 95% water, mostly knee deep. These little pine tree islands, um, one was like two miles apart and the other was four miles. And you can climb like a foot up out of the water and get dry and there's campgrounds there. Otherwise the entire rest of your day is walking through water. Um, I'm almost done. I have like two miles to get to I-75 this morning and, and doing a little morning wade through one of the cypress domes. It's unbelievable how cool and clear the water is in these cypress domes. It's like you're in a huge spring. The, the, the hiking's, you know, pretty tedious <laughs> through here, but it's also some of the most unique and interesting landscape that I've ever gone through. It's something totally new. I feel like if you're trying to go through here in a hurry, you might get a little frustrated with the travel since it's a lot of one mile per hour terrain. But if you take your time, it's quite lovely. I happened to be able to hike with a group yesterday of four Floridians that were down here for the weekend and helped break up the monotony a little bit. But otherwise, this has been some of the more interesting landscape that I've ever been in. I haven't seen any alligators on the trail, saw a bunch of them at the Oasis Visitor Center in the pond in front. I did see a water moccasin yesterday and I'm keeping an eye this morning since the uh, it's dusk and <laughs> you can't see quite as well. So it might not be the best time to be hiking through here. Anyways, Snowbird Trail is going pretty well so far. The weather has been great and Got the 200 miles done to the start of the Florida Trail and I've just begun the Florida Trail. I will check in with you later. That sounded a little wet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I think, around. I think he told me that 95% of the day his feet were underwater. Gosh, they just don't dry then. No, I guess you just dry no. them out at night when you're sleeping yeah. and then you know, but it's also like in the mid eighties during the day. So it's not like you're, you know, it's one thing if you're putting on cold, wet shoes on a cold, wet morning, but it's another thing if you're putting on wet shoes on a warm Florida morning, I don't know, triple O you're the, you're, you're the Florida native. Tell us. I mean, I think it's better, but yeah. I don't think it's great. <laughs> you I ring out problem, your socks, you know? Yeah. I, I think the problem with wet, well, there's problems in, in all situations. But I think the problem with wet shoes in Florida and what it sounds like happening with Skittles is like the risk for like trench foot, Ooh, right? Yeah. It's hot, humid. And then you're walking through that like, well, he said the water was clear. So maybe that's but, not bad. But your feet are still underwater. Yeah. Soaking wet. <laughs> Soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're only getting to dry them out like every couple miles maybe when you find that and that's if you are like every time you're gonna take your shoes and socks off which after a while you're probably just not gonna do not gonna debt not Not gonna gonna do it very good um i tell you what we're gonna need to take a break soon but i want to go back to the hotline first because i know that we got a gaggle of calls 
triple O. Triple O. Should what should we hear? Let's take a, a couple that are individual. These are people who didn't manage to call back three or four times in a row. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect. What's up, Trail Show? This is Lemuel. Well, I didn't get PTSD from the discussion about the brown liquor and all that with the uh, hot trail. I'm pretty sure I do have it after talking about the blast zone with vampire pen stake review. Thanks. <laughs> We haven't heard from Vampire lately. How yeah, we? I'm nervous because last we heard he had diarrhea, and then we haven't heard anything. So, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I don't know. Vampire, if you're if you're out there, if you're listening, we let need us an know, update. Let us know that yeah. you're okay. We're now we're all very worried. Yeah. Um, well, this is a, a, a special message. Yo, what's up, Trevor? Let's go. Twigs calling to you here live from. About mile 50 eastbound on the Mogollon Rim Trail. Rumor has it a good friend of ours might be heading in the opposite direction of me, and hopefully I run into said person sometime soon in the next couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, just calling to give a trail update. Uh, like I said, about mile 50, just left Sedona this morning, and uh, so far the hiking's great. Weather's been beautiful. Woke up to a bluebird day this morning, a little windy, but sun is shining. And I got the trail beneath my feet and cruising out here. Uh, POD Disco, bummed I didn't get to see y'all before I left Salida. But I'm sure I'll be back in Colorado at some point next summer. Uh, just got a job working for Saguaro National Park, so I'll be spending my winter down here in Arizona. Uh, I guess uh, just out here going on a little walk before starting that new job this winter. Anyway. Wanted to call and give a shout-out to Trail Show Nation and uh, let everyone know how freaking rad Brett Tucker routes are. Started the trail in Cottonwood and uh, helped ourselves to a couple tasty beverages from that brewery. Anyone who's familiar with this part of Arizona or has hiked the Arizona Trail is probably familiar with that brewery, which is uh, based out of Pine from as far as I know. And uh, Pine is one of those special stops along the AZT. And apparently one of those special stops along this trail, too. Anyway, hope you all are doing well. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Wow. Yeah. So me and Twigs missed each other by a matter of hours around Forest wow. Lakes. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I think he was camped, stealth camped somewhere around Forest Lakes. And Skittles and I were camped about a mile away from Forest Lakes. And we never intersected and that was that that's the muggy on rim trail for you hmm. <laughs> in in that vein of missing people and and also not listening to the trail show here's a couple of calls please hold for the president hi this is triple a i'm the newly elected president of the american long distance hiking association west or all the west and i need to officially inform you that i never listen to the trail show <laughs> <laughs> who was that uh the president of all the west which is who who yeah who <laughs> I, I don't know his name <laughs> play it again play it again <laughs> wait i'll just look it up because i played it like three times uh trying to figure out what his name was but it sounded like it sounded tom like trip the light tom trip the light that's right play it again 
Uh, hold on, hold on. I don't have it queued up here. We threw you off. Oh, he's man. got an SKT. You threw off my system here. Hold Sorry, on. Tom hold tripped on. the light here according to his Trip the light is a trail show VIP. He's got the SKT for the PCT. No. Oh, yeah, yeah didn't he section you... hike it over like 20 years? Yeah, but we just came Three up with a new... For the hold on. Hi, this is Trip the Light. I'm the newly elected president of the American Long Distance Hiking Association West, or all the West. And I need to officially inform you that I never listen to the trail show. Okay, let's oh, just talk awesome. about let's just talk about Tom's Congrats. SKT because I think based on the rule that we came up with tonight, his SKT is probably not valid. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, because the SKT mm. an SKT you you can only stay be stationary for fourteen days, then you must make forward progress on the trail right that's our new yeah that's the trail show criteria yeah. for an skt so right. sorry sorry tom if you're listening tonight thanks for calling in we just want to let you know that your skt the pct is invalid, invalid. it's canceled Spe speaking of controversial figures we got this call here hello i'm calling from the Doyle in Duncan, Pennsylvania. And I've been here for at least 65 years. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if, if my call's coming a few decades too late, but word on the street says that Disco and Baltimore Jack found a dead body in there. Well, thank God it wasn't mine. However, I think I may know the ghost of the body that was found. It came one stormy night in Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden there was a storm and things came crashing down and I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the late Grandma Gatewood. Wow, that's a first. <laughs> calling Grandma us Gatewood. from the beyond. Calling yeah, she's never called into the trail show. Oh, she's called in before. Yeah, she has. Oh, she has? Really? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think you were in your cups when she could have been yeah. back in the day. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Or maybe you'd fallen asleep with the kids. One or the other. <laughs> or both. Yeah, but oh I'm gosh. surprised nobody woke me to hear the grand the the grandma Gatewood calling in. Well, we figured you'd listen to it when you yeah. listen to the show. Yeah. My there's well, actually a, a a children's musical act that plays around here and they have a song called Grandma Gatewood. Really? Yeah. And they sing about the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. It's very good. Huh. That's kind Boulder. of odd for Boulder, yeah. but yeah. yeah, they're called they're called Jeff and Page. They do children's music, and they have a song called "Grandma Gatewood." Can you sing yeah. a few bars? Uh, no, I, let me look up the lyrics. When I find the lyrics, I'll sing it for okay. you guys. A little Very bit. good. Okay. Here, um, here's one more person who doesn't listen to the trails. So. Yo, this is Sweaty D, and uh, when I'm slinging mud falcons and uh, burning my jeans and uh, General Baloney, I never listen to the trail show. Ugh. Gross. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Oh, and uh, by the way, I could use some more sound effects on a show that I never listened to. Bye. That's Sweet. a ringing endorsement of the sound effect. Should I, should I sing a few bars yeah, from the Ballad of Grandma bars. Gatewood? 
Okay. Yeah. Nowadays, there's thousands of us who hike the trail, but the very first to do it, well, that's quite a tale. Ah, so toss a log on the campfire. It's time you understood a little bit about Grandma Gatewood. Grandma Gatewood. At the age of 67 in 1955, this mother of 11 kids somehow got the drive to hike the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine. 2,000 rugged miles of terrain. A pair of Ked sneakers laced up good and tight. And wait, that's a wrap. Yeah. Go on a, wait, they go on about the shower curtain. And that's a wrap. I, wait a minute. I'm you met, had 11 I met, kids? I met I Grandma Gaywood's like like grandson or something. Or his her his great her great nephew or something one time. And he wrote a oh, book really? about her. Yeah. Was that He's like a really interesting guy? Son of Gatewood? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. What I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's take another break. When we come back, we got a whole bunch of stuff. We've got an audio interview from POD and Fidget. We've got our trail tip of the month. We've got mailbag. we got Ask Ike with D-Lo. We've got all kind of stuff. Don't go anywhere. Trail show will be back. Hey guys, this is Moonkid and I never listen to the trade show. You know, it's just that it's not it's not good enough for me. All right, folks, the trail show is back. We're gonna get right into our trail tip of the month, which is actually a mailbag item. So it's a twofer from Fancy Mac. Yes, we do. A, a short novel. Dear Trail Show. So I am currently listening to show number 112, and y'all are covering the Mogollon Rim Trail. The topic of subbing a fresh Ziploc bag for a piss bottle has just come up, and upon hearing this, I decided I needed to pass along a trail tip. I came up with this system as a way to try and avoid getting out of my tent at night to pee. You see, once I do that, no matter how tired I am, it's difficult to get back to sleep. Plus, by the time I get all the way out, do the business and get back in. I've lost some of the precious heat from my quilt and I sleep pretty cold. One particularly cold evening, I was in the North Cascades starting the PCT Sobo and it was actually snowing. I decided to chance it and fished out a black dog poop bag to try and pee in versus going out into the snow. I keep these bags in my kit to dispose of trash no one wants to see in your garbage bag like used wet wipes, TP, and other feminine products. Since they're black, they obscure that unpleasant view. Now this was a gamble, but I checked the bag for snags or thin spots first and determined that it was good to go. I opened it wide, slid off my sleeping pad, on my knees, made sure there were no liabilities in the potential splash zone in the event of an epic failure, snugged it up between my legs and with both hands and let it fly. 
It was a success. Relieved and ready to get snugged back in, I spun the top of the bag so that it could, so it could tie in a secure knot and place it out towards the edge of the vestibule. This was a revolution for me. In the morning, I opened the bag and disposed of the contents in the bushes off the trail and stuffed the bag in my gallon Ziploc I used for trash. Eventually, I got good at tying the knot in a way that I could pull it open, pour the contents out, and then use the pee bag as my TP other unsightly trash disposal for the upcoming day. Going forward, I asked my husband to throw a dozen or so extra, extra of these black dog poop bags in my resupply boxes, So, or I just grabbed some when in town and the opportunity presented itself. Yes, this can be risky and requires some practice, but I can say I have not had an accident yet. Of course, now that I say this, it will happen next time I'm on the trail. Some might prefer to get fully out into the vestibule or modify in other ways. Also, some might be against more plastic waste, but the brand we use at home is supposedly biodegradable. I can't speak for the ones I've picked up at parks while in towns, though. I found this system increases the quality of my sleep, and if it can help any other female hikers out there, I'm happy to share. I shared it with another female hiking friend, Peter Grubb, and it changed her trail evening for the better, too. One note. I do not recommend using a Ziploc as the one time I did and was sure it was fully closed. It leaked in the vestibule area after I placed it out there. Fortunately, the slope was in my favor and the contents didn't creep back towards my tent bathtub. <laughs> also, <laughs> these dog poop bags tend to be more ultralight than a Ziploc for my gram ounce counting folk out there. Anyway, keep doing what you all do. I look forward to the shows each month and sometimes save them up if I have a hike planned. You guys rock. Cheers, Fancy Mac. Wow, I would have actually been super hesitant to use a doggy bag. I mean, they're a lot thinner. They seem more flimsy than like a freezer, a freezer yeah. quart size Ziploc, which is pretty thick. But I guess it's a little different for a female. Well, the problem with the the bag is not the thickness or the thinness; it's the closure. And so, what okay. she alluded to is that with the dog bag, you can actually tie a tight knot in the top. And it's not going to leak. But with the Ziploc, even if you think it's all the way closed, if you have liquid in there, it might not be all the way closed. And it could leak. Thin piece of plastic between you and disaster. I'm going to give this a shot in the spring when it's... Actually, I can do it now. Who am I fooling? I'm going to start peeing in dog bags out in the yard just to see how it goes. You could do it to the co-working, uh -huh. co-working space. Yeah, I could. Wow. I could do it right here in this vestibule. In yeah, nobody didn't see. Yeah, just leave it there in the morning and see how well it, you know. Yes, stayed. I'm going to start peeing in dog bags and then just leaving them <laughs> on the side of the trail. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, that's just like uh, the dog walkers. That's just yep. like the dog walkers. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. You you'll be in good company, hmm. Peody. Mm -hmm. Good company. Yep. Um, Fancy Mac, thank you so much for that uh, trail Great tip. Great trail tip. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for tip. the donation. We are enjoying this beer. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this second mailbag item okay. um, and give Triple O a break for for the great work <laughs> the speed read he did on that last one. Dear Trail Show, I'm a longtime listener, second time donor, no longer a one off. My trail name is Flash. The name has much more to do with my hiking speed and multiple stove mishaps than it does with surprise nudity. Boring, I know. Having enjoyed the podcast for many years, I have to tell you that it's become a real highlight for me. A genuine bright spot in a universe full of podcasts. I look forward to every episode, and when a new one drops, I usually bank it until the set and setting is just right. Usually a day hike in one of the local national forests. Thanks for the stickers, and happy mud falconry. Cheers, Flash. Set and setting is the most important thing. 
when listening to the trail show Hashtag or when or when doing hallucinogens um but yeah <laughs> yes yep. exacto beauty Same do we thing. have any donors this month we did have some donors do tell we have bernard wolf hey russ not fuss kinder craig no pisco gully what what bobby walters trevor smoke if you got at the bowl man sean weedman jeffrey cottonmouth caldwell Diane Pinkers, Dime. David, Bowl of Bowl Boss, of as big as big your bag of urine. Yeah. Hey. Vitty, Quality, Justin, Quality Knowles, Ingrid Gerard, Vermont. Vermont. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Get out of my way. The Weekend, Stephen the Hustler, now. Russell, Ammon the Brute Bruce, Renee, Shira Patrick, Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict, Greenwood, Kevin Chickpea Cross, and Sasha Honeydew Codette, T-Bone Not Tim Williams. Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens, Joseph Pecoraro, Brandon, Lothbald's Old Lady, Shira the Switch Palladian, Brian the Big, McNamara, Patty, Sisu, Maniscala, Phil, Finley Bay Gilbert, the Geode Hale, Stephen Robin Hood, Tommy Sheboygan Brewing Pits, Rachel Die, Bama Die, Merchant, Eric, Adequate Johnson, Dant, the Big Ho, Mark it up. Martin, the Roswater Schwank, Rich, the Mule, Glasgow. Thank you for the multiple bags of coffee. Yeah, I drank some this time. <laughs> yes. Wow, so was the coffee good? It was so great. Good. <laughs> yes, it was great. Mark, the nuclear uh, so far away. Armor. Sarah Compass Haynes, Eric Roberson, Daniel Fundip Sharp, Robertson. Kill Bill Cottrell, Bob the Empty Drombley, Matt Frandom, Tim Random. the Hooch, Hoochins, Hoochie Paul Hoochie. True Love, Jacob the Iron Triangle, Ding, Deutsch, Curtis Ware, the Curtis Ware, Tyler the Kerminator, Kermoade, Kerminator. <laughs> Ray Fitch. Ray Fitch. <laughs> Marvin. Marvin. Maverick. Kassler, or as he likes to call himself, the Haikador. Haikador de Arizona. <laughs> Andrew Padgett. Yo, Padgett, man. Pat Pipkin. Pipkin. Kurt. Leocri Newton. Larry Oki. And then it's like karaoke. Yeah. But Larry uh, And then we've got Flash. Flash. We've got Simplicity. Hey, and we've got Kristen Fancy Mac Har Tongue, who donated mm. from Espana. Thanks for Fancy the trail Mac. Tip. Fancy Mac. Fancy Mac's from okay. Espana. She is not from Espana. She is living in Espana and um, she. Collecting pee bags. She, pee. Yes, she collects pee bags <laughs> and she donated from Espana. Nice. Bienvenidos. She's Thank representing. You. She sent us some euros, did she? Yes, mm. she did send us some euros. Nice, excellent. Yep, there it is. All right, so I see on my list here that we've got Ask a Hiker with Dilo, and you've got twenty-eight questions this month. Uh, we'll just stick with the top que- stop single question here, which is a oh, just one, just a beautiful question here. Um, Cue up the music. All right, question number one of one. Dear Trail Show, first, I just want to say that I love, I have loved listening to the show over the years. I love the banter and the informed discussion of all things trails, beer, and nonsense, especially nonsense. After all these years, I finally decided to write in and ask you all a hiker question. Do you have any tips on hiking with pack animals? 
I realize you may have never done this, but I also realize you may be in touch or know those that have experience hiking with pack animals. You see, I'm an alpaca farmer here in the Intermountain West, and my animals get really lonely when I go out for a few days on a backpacking ramble. Plus, I have to hire help to tend to them while I'm out in the mountains. So to keep them all happy and save a little money, I'd like to take my alpacas and the guard llamas out on my next trek. So, any tips that you may have regarding weed-free feed, campsite selection, watering the animals, and realistic mileage expectations with the pack would be much appreciated. Cheers, Larry the Llama Herder. Ooh. Uh, this is a little out of my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Me too. Triple O, any experience with llamas? Or, or alpacas. Uh, They're both a little bit different, right? Alpacas are kind of more herd animals and llamas are more individualistic and, you know, they're the guards for the alpacas. I bet that there's sometimes. local pack animal clubs and stuff in various areas that would have information like that. I saw a string of alpacas or llamas somewhere once. Well, that's good. helpful. That's I really think they're helpful. good. Yeah, that is very helpful. They, they, <laughs> people do it. People do it. And I think I think alpacas are and llamas are good pack animals. Although the llamas may spit at you, and like I said, the llamas are very uh, stubborn and individualistic, and they don't. So they, I, I don't know. When, yeah. when I was a kid, I hiked with my mom, and she used to carry most of my stuff. So I mean. Huh. She would probably consider herself a pack animal in those yeah. expeditions. Huh. Dilo, there is, I, I do know one small piece of information about llamas. Yeah. And um, feel free to um, sing along. Sunrise over turquoise mountains, master birds in sight. Came up from the valley, both sides at a time, through a cold, steady rain, rain down. Limit double deck on a llama to boot, llama to boot to boot. Trigger blast blast trap shaggle letter start to run loudest they ever heard knew my time had come. Leave it on press 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 llama to boot to boot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know llama? No, I don't know the lyrics to that fish song actually. No. That's one of their that's one of the best songs they made. Mega Man drop some mushrooms off for you. Are there are there any um pack animal hiking podcast that we can refer larry the llama herder to there probably are but i don't know what they are okay uh right. pack packanimal.com larry the llama herder if you're listening we're really sorry but we can't help you tonight yeah man this is a first this is a first we're speechless we've always been able to help our hikers but tonight mm -hmm. we can't help out oh well hmm. oh well they can't all, right. all be zingers no God. Um, I forgot to mention one donor, Mr. Mike Scouts Honor, Matt. He is. Oh, nice. Welcome back, Scouts Honor. Cheers. Yes. Cheers and, to you. And POD, you also forgot to mention you did an interview with Fidget. Should we play it now? Let's play it now. Thanks for being with us here today in the non-marital chamber, the guest chambers. I'm here with uh, Fidget of Her Odyssey, a Fidget Neon. And uh, we're going to do a, a short interview to just talk about what's going on with these guys. We're excited to have them in-house. Not everybody gets to do an in-person interview. Thanks for, for being here. It's my pleasure. Okay, so I want to start out by kind of recapping. You guys have done the length of, of South America and the GDT and the CDT. 
and bikepacked Baja through parts of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Also did some kayaking. So you have from uh, Aguas Calientes down to Nicaragua, I think, left mm-hmm. a complete of that part of this journey. That's correct. The way I'm looking at it is we have two segments remaining from, yeah, Aguas to Lake Nicaragua, which is about a 2,000 mile section that we intend to bike pack starting um, in January of 2022. And then our final remaining segment is paddling the Arctic drainage from Jasper uh, down the Athabasca River, Slave River, Great Slave Lake, and up the Mackenzie out to Tuktoyaktuk or Tuktoyaktuk or Tuktoyak, Tuktoyaktuk, right on the Beaufort Sea and the Arctic Sea, which is our goal. Cool. Well, I hope the, the trip to the through the Toyota truck goes well. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you not specifics about, you know, the details of, of the next phases. And I know especially the paddling will come later because the bike packing is first. But I wanted to ask you what you're excited about for this next step. What I am most excited for in this next step of her odyssey is the opportunity to apply the lessons which we have been able to synthesize from the unexpected sea of challenges presented by COVID. I really felt like the Great Divide Trail was a chance to to reignite the spark and to let the spark catch for enthusiasm and just the general energy of it. And over the course of those 700 miles, we were able to talk and to, to talk about our vision and the different directions we want to take, or not so much different directions, but the ways that we can deepen our message, our contact and our impact along the way. And you talked about that spark. I, I know that this past summer was people were able to get out together again, and some international travel did open up. Uh, so I know some people were able to go do different trips. But um, I think it's great that you bring up the spark because I think people are just started to get a taste of that this summer. And now we're heading back into winter for, for a lot of us. And we are, you know, feeling starting to feel those doldrums. Mm-hmm. But knowing that likely more next summer will be even more back to the normalcy of pre-COVID times. Hopefully people can get excited about that. So I, I think that's a, a great uh, thing for people to look forward to. So if you're feeling a little... Like you're in the winter doldrums, like, hey, you know, you can check out her odyssey and follow along and live vicariously through that because they're going to be in warmer climes, um, doing all the adventuring that that makes you feel like you're you're still alive. Yeah, I really like that you bring that up. And one of the unexpected roles that I've found myself falling into in these time in between trails is to end up being a travel advisor, actually, to quite a few of our Patreon supporters who are thinking of different ideas or visions or just wanting to, you know, have a text read or any of these, these products, these, these products of the changes that we have undergone as individuals during this past, um, unanticipated period of incubation. And this kind of ties into then to something that you and I talk about a lot, which is in sort of our philosophy of the half-hearted warrior and to know that, even if you're talking big and dreaming up a through hike or some sort of, or creating your own route or whatever it is that you're planning on doing, even if there's that niggling voice in your head that says, yeah, but realistically this isn't going to happen. 
don't let that stop you from continuing to feed that dream. With some of the people who I'm advising, we both know that this, this vision is highly unlikely to be able to be followed through on. It's more about stoking that enthusiasm. And when you do come to that next stage of, okay, am I going to move this dream into reality? It was my experience. And again, you and I talked about this of going out on the continental divide trail, not being certain if I should or could, because I didn't feel over the top excited about it. I wasn't a thousand percent, you know, 110% in, I was just kind of curious. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. And again, that just because I'm not a hundred percent certain or a thousand percent enthusiastic about following through an idea, following through on an idea at a time, if the curiosity is enough to carry you forward, then by all means. And if it doesn't, then you don't have to stick with it. I think it's one of the interesting areas of growth that I'm seeing in our community that owning ditching, owning, leaving a trail or having to ditch out on a hike and the reasons for that, I think is truly one of the more honorable and harder things that our kind can do since there's so much else supporting us along the way. So I guess what the, the message of what I'm trying to say is at each stage of the journey, just honor that you're at that one, whether you're in the dreaming stage even if you're not certain it's going to come to fruition, still dream, man, when it comes to the planning stage, even if you know it's not all going to come together, still reach out. And when it comes to time to like step out the door, even if you're not sure if you're going to like it, take a step, go see. And if you don't, you can always quit. There's always so many other things you can do with this lifetime. Yeah, we were actually talking about that today on a hike and how by taking that chance, you never know what you're going to stumble into and by honoring your, your truest intentions by saying, eh, this isn't for me anymore. Like there's so much that growth that can come of that and, and power actually. So I wanted to circle back. You mentioned, um, talking to some of your Patreon supporters and I wanted to just reach out to the trail show nation and remind them that you can be a, a Patreon supporter for her odyssey. Uh, you get exclusive updates and videos often and content and also you're you're supporting them in their journey which is not just a through hike uh there's there's a lot more to it than that of give and take with different communities that you interact with and we are recording this on december 7th which happens to be colorado gives day and what i can tell you is that i know that the her odyssey people uh do give back a portion of what they receive to an organization every month. And um, today I saw Fidget on her phone giving back to some organizations. So just a reminder that uh, you can follow them on Instagram. You can like, you know, follow them on Facebook or friend them or however, I forget how that works. Um, But also if you can support them on Patreon, if that's, you know, 50 cents a month or $50 a month or whatever it is that, that helps um, them continue on this journey that is interactive and is, is going to ultimately bring back so much more to our community. And also that's a trickle down to, uh, other organizations that they have interacted with. Um, remind us again of all the different ways that we can support. I guess I just want to start with gratitude of just knowing that there are several from the trail show nation who are with us over there on Patreon. And um, I'm trying really hard not to say your names right now and embarrass you, but you know who you are. And it just brings so much joy 
Um, if you want to follow the Her Odyssey journey, just on social media, we are on, we're primarily on Instagram and we copy everything over to Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel. We also have the blog, or you can subscribe to these, to our MailChimp that's in our um, link tree on our Instagram. And I only use that. I'm, I'm always way too embarrassed to email people, but I'm, I pull off writing about two emails a year. I'm working on a pretty offensive Christmas card mm. right now. And then if you want to support the journey, you can join us monthly on Patreon or every now and then somebody throws a couple extra bucks in unexpectedly in PayPal. And that just makes my day. Awesome. Um, I have a few quick, uh, rapid fire questions for you okay. about your preferences. Okay. You ready? Pumpkin or pecan? Pecan. Live or fake? Live. Satan or Santa? <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> uh, skis or snowshoes? Skis. Dilo or disco? <laughs> whiskey or Bailey's? Oh, whiskey. Burl Ives or Andy Williams? I don't know what those are. <laughs> They're two old white uh, guys that sing Christmas songs. I feel like aren't Burl Ives like what you get in your on your feet and say oh, wear your shoes too much? Those are bunions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think those are all my rapid fire. <laughs> oh no, I got one more. Buck Forthy or the Onion? <laughs> On Instagram, The Onion. Okay, there, there you have it. Um, I just wanted to give you a chance to see if there's anything else that you wanted to update us on or add or communicate to the millions of listeners of Trail Show Nation, including all the bots. Yeah, wow, thank you. I want to encourage everyone to be patient with yourself and your vision of the route that will lead you towards your own fulfillment. I think often when we make big calls in our lives, it's it's being driven by some sort of deeper need. And we think of something that we believe will meet that need. I am grieving, therefore I need to go through hike. And if the through hiking doesn't meet that base need that you're seeking, that space to grieve, that flight for freedom, don't be afraid to change course. I would say that's been one of the most wonderfully humbling, difficult, pain in the ass, obnoxious, gotta walk with it, find peace with it aspects of her odyssey is I had envisioned something clean and pretty that you all would like. And every single day that I'm out there and it's just neon and I out there in those spaces making those decisions to, to diversify, to, you know, to, to take advantage of the fact that we set this up and said non-motorized means my vision was walking with the things that we have encountered and seen we've had to adapt. So be patient with yourself. If you have to adapt the route that you travel to achieve the outcome that your soul is asking you to fulfill, I know that can be hard. And I know the feedback the external feedback loop on that can, can be really confusing. Um, so just trust yourself, trust your gut, my friends, we've got this. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And I'm excited to follow you on this next, next piece of the journey, wherever that may lead.
Thank you so much. I love these times that we have together. Igualmente. Yes. Uh, pues chao, todos. And we're back. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. That was awesome. Thank you, God. Yeah, it yeah, is so cool. Good job. How'd you like that rapid fire at the end? The rapid Amazing. fire was good. Wow. That's my favorite part. Gosh. Well, folks, I'm afraid that this is the part of the show where the show ends. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Mega Man for talking Mega to Man. us about the Mata Hay Trail in North Dakota. Big thanks to Squatch for jumping on the show tonight. We'll have a link to his Kickstarter in the show notes regarding his new film, Unverified. Thanks goes to Simplicity and Fanny Mac for tonight's delicious beverages. And thanks goes to all our monthly donors. You all are the fuel that keeps this show chugging along. You too can join our esteemed list of monthly donors that we read very quickly now by heading over to paypal.me slash the trail show or by clicking the PayPal button at thetrailshow.com. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, which I just said, at Twitter, uh, Trail Show, Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show. We're on Spotify, the Google Podcasts app, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you download your favorite shows. Another Trail Show is coming gone, but don't fret. We'll be back in January for our North Pole Party Show. Wow. That is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Say North Pole Party three times fast. North right? Pole Party, North, North Pole, Pole Party, North Pole Party, North Pole Party, North Pole Party. <laughs> North Pole Party, North Pole Party, North Pole Party. <laughs> Until then, I'd like to leave you with a poem from Henry Wadsworth Longfellow entitled Woods in Winter. When winter winds are piercing chill and through the hawthorn blows the gale, with solemn feet I tread the hill that overbrows the lonely vale. Chill airs and wintry winds my ear has grown familiar with your song. I hear it in the opening year. I listen, and it cheers me long. For P.O.D., D.Lo, Triple O, Squatch, and Mega Man, I'm Disco. Ciao. All right, now I'm going to sing. I'm sing gonna it. Sing. Oh, sing it, man. Sing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up on, like, the third verse here. Third stanza. At the age of 67 in 1955, this mother of 11 kids somehow got the drive to hike the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to A pair of head sneakers <laughs> laced up good and As tight. beautiful as this song is. An army <laughs> blanket on the, a mummy's sleeping bag at the night. The catchphrase of the, the, the podcast Hold on, I'm about, about to get there. pack animals. Uh, Would it be uh, like a more homemade, llama, less drama? <laughs> <laughs> a homemade backpack and a shower curtain for a like tent. That. The pioneer of the ultralight movement Okay, I think, I, again, I think you want to take us there. Is this a real song? <laughs> yes. I, I linked to the uh, the lyrics in uh, at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen them perform the show. Was more, two verses was more than enough okay, the okay. first we go. Can, we can stop there. I kind of wanted you okay, all good. to sing it with me because it's a really fun song. Mm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it is. Grandma so, Gatewood. You want to do it? Uh, yeah, they're do on the, YouTube. Let's do the chorus. Grandma Gatewood, she's a good woman. She's hiking down the shower curtain. Oh, people! I think that's a show. Yeah. And the cape.
after her. All right, I'll send you all the link <laughs> on YouTube to the Grandma Gatewood song so you can check it out. Oh my God. Okay. All right, let's go. Ahead. I got to wrap presents. I'll see you in 2022. Ooh. Okay, sure. Well, get a one and a half liter Nalgene wide mouth water bottle and go pee pee in that. Mega bad. It came one stormy night <laughs> in Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. Yes, I'm going to start peeing in dog bags and then just leaving them <laughs> on the side of the trail. Set and setting is the most important thing when listening to the trail show. Mega bad.